it's going to be fun. Don't miss the ride. Don't be looking at the next mountain that you want to climb before you've climbed the one you're on. Welcome to the Satori Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Kovar, and with me today is Mr. Dave Chamberlain. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well, sir. The title of our talk is Life Lessons and the Value of Self-Discipline. Oh my gosh. And, uh, and so just a little background, uh, Dave Chamberlain is my partner and the CEO of, of Kovars, and we've had a 20 plus year relationship and, and uh, super lucky to have him on board. Uh, he came to our team with all kinds of uh, experience. Another way of saying he's, he's older than I am. But uh, the reason why I wanted to have uh, Mr. Chamberlain uh, on the uh, podcast is because he sincerely has, uh, you know, uh, developed a lot of uh, insight and wisdom over the years. And I, I want to just preface that, you know, in my opinion, wisdom comes from experience remembered. And often that's, that's hard times, the experience that you've got through. And, and I, I've firsthand seen, you know, you handle some pretty challenging situations, you know, with being calm and, and clear headed and, and, and you've learned a lot along the process. So uh, bottom line, why don't you just kind of give me a little bit, give the, our, our listeners a little background into your, you know, where, 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 did you, where did you go to school? You know, what were your breaks in business, et cetera? Oh, well, thank you for the nice words. And I'm happy to be here. It's a pleasure. Uh, I was born and raised in Toledo, Ohio. Uh, when I attended high school at Start High School, Start Spartans. And uh, from there, I went to Bowling Green State University and majored in education. I taught special ed for a couple of years and coached football and wrestling and then joined IBM in the late 70s. And uh, I guess probably the... So you were Welcome Back Cotter, basically. Right? Yeah, you were really, Mr. Cotter I, I from Welcome was. Back Cotter. I okay. really was. So uh, you young guys have no idea what we're talking about, but it was, it was, it was uh, uh, a big break for a very famous actor. That's right. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I had a big mustache. And uh, I had kids that were known as the Sweat Hogs. And so they really was, it really was. John Travolta was the lead in that, by the right. way. That was his story, leading. Right. Anyway, didn't mean to get sidetracked. So you were your special ed teacher for a couple of years. And then joined IBM. And then uh, from there, you know, was with IBM for 15 years and left them in the early 90s and began a career of uh, startups and turnarounds and uh, joined the the, the school at Granite Bay Cobars as a result of a Wednesday folder that came to the house. I, uh, I got a, a free month for Callie, my daughter. And so as a result, she went into martial arts and I followed and my wife followed and we became a karate family. Yeah. And at the time though, you have had a lot, like you play, you, you wrestled in school, you played football in college. So you were very athletic and uh, you were center, right? Although center. looking at you now, you're a pretty lean guy. You were a little bigger back then, I guess. I was probably about 50 to 60 pounds heavier. Okay. All right. And then, uh, uh, and then you got into somewhere along the way, you got into uh, ultra marathons and marathons. I did. I uh, started, uh, when I graduated, I had uh, 50 to 60 pounds of weight that I didn't want. Uh, it was good. I was a bouncer and I nightclub before I started my job as a teacher. And so the weight was good for that, but it just was too much. So I started running, I would do a mile and then I would add another mile the next day. And so before long, I, I was doing more mileage and that turned into marathon. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And then, uh, so it, you started training with us in the late nineties, maybe 2000 or something right like around that. There. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And at the time when your daughter started first, but 
you were actually like working in the Bay Area, so you could only make classes on Fridays and Saturdays or something like that, right? Right. And and the reason why I thought that the life lessons and the value of self-discipline would be a really good topic for us is because we're both a couple of old guys that hopefully try to pay attention to what's going on. But uh, but also that, you know, when I think of self-discipline, I think of myself as a pretty disciplined people and most person. And most people that know me would say that about me in most areas. Uh, uh, other areas, not so much. But, it, but I think... I don't know anybody that like has a higher standard for themselves than you do. And, uh, and, and by the way, that's a good thing. Most of the time, sometimes it can be, you know, as we often talk, one of, one of your challenges, I'm going to be just up front is that you, you often, when I, I'm saying you got an injury, you should probably take some time off and you don't always hear that part. Right. <laughs> but, uh, so what, what drives you to like, have this, like, you know, and the other thing, just when it comes to business, it's like, if you're so good at, you know, people brainstorm uh, on an idea and I might have them come up with an, an idea and I go, yeah, I'll get right on it. And then I've forgotten about that idea by the time I get up to my office and you like, next thing you know, I'm getting sort of an idea that, that you said you're going to act on. I'm getting the first three steps that you're going to take to make it happen. So, you know, how, is that something that's just natural to you? Have you cultivated that? Probably uh, cultivated it a little bit. I, I'm a naturally intense person. So really my wife, my wife uh, likes to say that I'm intense about everything, including breakfast. So uh, intensity times 10, but but I've learned to kind of monitor that and then channel it in the right way. And I think I've always been curious about things, intellectually curious. And so when, uh, when I see something that's interesting, I like to research it. If you have an idea and you've got 10 ideas before I even get into the office, they're always really interesting ideas. I like to know more about them. And so I think I've always been that way. Okay. Okay. Well, so... You know, let's just kind of look back. You know, you have had, uh, you know, experience in a lot of different areas with health and fitness things. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you've you've managed and led several companies and, mm -hmm. you know, hundreds and hundreds of employees and dealt with all the stuff that goes along with that. What are if you were to kind of sum up, you know, you've got some young person that's just kind of getting started in life that's going, man. You know, I want to get it right the first time. You know, I want to, I want to try to make as few mistakes as I possibly can. You know, give me some steps I should follow. What would you tell them? Well, I think so. First off, uh, someone once told me at IBM and it's just stuck in my head that I'm at my best when things are at their worst. And so I took that as a supreme compliment because I really respected the man who said that to me. And so uh, I think that um, what people have to remember is there's going to be adversity. And so what you have to do is keep yourself grounded, calm, and not get too wrapped up in panic and try to put together a game plan for how you're going to handle that adversity. So I think the first thing I would tell someone is, is that it's going to be fun. Don't miss the ride. Don't be looking at the next mountain that you want to climb before you've climbed the one you're on. And, and, and look by, by doing that, you learn and you can apply the lessons to the next mountain when you're climbing. So you and I have talked about this many times, but a lot of our listeners will not have heard anything about this. We had a time in our business where we attempted to do a national expansion and it didn't go as well as we planned. And actually right. this was, this started before when you were a student, but before you were actually, and then right at the tail end of this, when we were in, uh, trying to figure it out, we you brought you on as an advisor. And uh, then all the next thing you know, we managed to hire you as a full-time person shortly after that CEO. But I remember you and I having a conversation one time when we were at our lowest point. And I think it was like December of 2007 is, is the month as if that, you know, where we were just trying to figure out how we're going to make payroll and how we're going to keep this thing going. And people are telling us that we should file for, you know, reorganization for bankruptcy and neither of us wanted to do it. Right. 
And uh, I remember you saying that quote, you know, my belief is I'm at my best when things are at their worst and there's hope. And, and I, you real quick. And, you know, at the time I remember having this discussion about, about how are we going to make payroll? And, and, uh, and then I went down to train downstairs to do some jujitsu. And in the middle of the, the match, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, someone's applying a choke on me and I'm starting to panic and not panic, but like, oh man, I might have to tap, which is not the end of the world. Right. But, but then I look up and I realize there's a third guy watching me. And if I, if I pass out, he'll stop the match. I know it sounds morbid, but you know, that's just how you think when you grapple. And, uh, and so I've said, I, I could tap out, but I don't have to, not yet. And, uh, and it, it, as soon as I got done, it was like, oh, that's kind of where we are with our business. And, and I think I was leaning towards looking at reorganization and, 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 uh, you were leaning towards not you know, wanting to fight through it. I remember going up and kind of, you know, Hey, this is, I'm with you. And, and, uh, that was like a kind of a, all right. That was when we kind of rallied, like, you know, it, it was up until then we was, oh, what are we going to do? And okay, we're going to bust our butt. If we have to tap, right. we're going to tap, but we're not going to, we're not ready. Not yet. Right. Yeah, it's interesting because we both had nights where we were looking up at the ceiling wondering how we're going to make this work. But I will tell you, that's the best decision I ever made to come to work at Kovars. And so I've loved every second of it, even the times when things were kind of challenging, because in their own way, we've talked about this. There were some really interesting times. And yet I look back at that, at um, some of the ways that the teams pulled together. It's just incredible. And I actually have fond memories of that period of time. You know, it's so funny you say that because so many of our team members, we have great tenure in our company yeah. and, and, uh, uh, you know, people have been with us for decades, literally. And, and the people that, that went through that era, you know, the, the phrase goes, adversity doesn't make the person, it reveals the person. Absolutely. And like, you know, you just, we went to battle, you know, and I'm, right. you know, coming through COVID, we had to go to battle again, you know, we're still in a battle. Right. And, 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 uh, but when you've got a bunch of like people that, that, you know, got your back and are working hard and are willing to do whatever it takes, man, there's a, there's a lot of comfort in that, man. Yeah. I've looked back on those times and, and learned a lot. And that's the, the point that I would tell someone who was just starting out in business is don't miss those opportunities to remember and to learn. Uh, they will come back again and again. So you, we, you know, we're going through the financial struggles of 2007 and sure enough, 10, 12 years later, COVID hits and we're going right back through them with same lessons that we need to uh, have applied back then. We're applying all over again. But the deal is, is there's a certain amount of confidence that comes yeah. when you've been through adversity. It's right. like, okay, this isn't really any fun right now, but we'll figure it out. You yeah. know, we'll figure it out. We'll ask the right questions. We'll do the right things. We're not going to, I think the thing is, is that sometimes people, the paralysis of analysis, you know, they, they start like, ah, oh, you, you, you know, they, so they take no action versus kind of going, all right, man, you know, you come up with a plan and then you do the best you can to execute on that plan. Yeah. So, so for me, uh, it all stems from habits and, you know, habits can be good. You know, you can develop good habits and then, you know, the, the reverse is true. You, you can develop some bad habits. And so I've tried to develop good habits and I almost, um, once something becomes a habit, it just gets ingrained. So I, you know, the exercise, the fitness, the finances, I always have a goal. I have a short-term goal, a long-term goal, but I get into the habit of whatever it is that I'm doing that matters. I will continue to mind that. And it's funny, I was on vacation recently and it was a, it was fun seeing friends, but I really missed my routine. Mm -hmm. I really did. And so it was, it was great being on vacation. I was glad to get home and get back in my routine and my habits. So give, give us some you know, idea. Like, you know, you're, you're, you know, a disciplined guy, you're, you're an amazing physical fitness fit shape. And of course you work at it. It doesn't happen, you know, on, on, on accident. So, all right, man, you know, uh, 
my habits are terrible. I get up later than I should. And I, you know, I turn on the TV and watch the news in the morning and, you know, whatever's in the kitchen I might eat. And if I'm late, I'll stop by Dunkin' Donuts to get a donut. And, you know, that's, uh, I haven't really thought about it. I should probably do something. Well, give me something, give me something tangible that, that I should, uh, yeah, I should add into my arsenal. Yeah. So I'll, let me just tell a little story. And, and it really taught me a lot about approaching things the right way. So I graduate from college. I'm I'm bigger than I want to be. And so I start running. And so I'm running 10 miles a day and I'm, I drop 30 pounds and then I kind of get stuck. And it's because I figure, well, if I run 10 miles a day and I don't eat, wow, now watch all the weight's going to drop. And what happened was my body went into kind of hibernation and I got stuck at a certain weight. And I, and it wasn't until I started to do the research, the nutrition and the way to do it the right way. Uh, and so I think it's important that whatever you decide that you want to do, that you, you, you research it, you understand, you know yourself and don't try and do it all at once. Do it smartly and get yourself into the habits that allow you to add to the building block. And so you start out small and then you go a little bit larger. So in other words, if two, if two aspirin are good, 15 is not better. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, And you know, I think so, what you said is like, there's so much, of course, one of the mastery mindsets we've talked about other episodes is my word is law. There's yeah, so absolutely. much to self-discipline, which, which is kind of the, the topic here. And, and I think you really nailed it on the head. What I think why most people fail is they set themselves up for failure by asking too much too soon. I haven't worked out forever and I'm going to make these, you know, I'm going to go cold turkey to the full extreme. Well, every now and then might work. But the, the key thing is I think to some small habit, right? Like what James Clear talks about in Atomic Habits, you know, like, like habit stack. You do one thing, like if you want to start working out in the morning, first thing you do is just start by putting your workout clothes out the night before that might right. be all you do. And then you, maybe you go to the gym and you just drive up to the parking lot of the gym, you know, maybe right. you just walk in and go on the treadmill for two minutes. But what you're doing is you establishing a habit. I, I, Cause if you set yourself up for success, then you of course can add on over time. Yeah. And the thing that you do so well is the, your word is law. I mean, you really, when you make a commitment to do something like you just got off of a, of a two day juice fast and, and you did it to just see if you could discipline yourself. And so I think those kinds of little tests are really good for someone. And, and so I, I really have embraced those mastery mindsets. Yeah. So, so again, for me, it's, it's those building blocks. If I were, let's say that I wanted to take up, I don't know, whatever a guitar, I probably wouldn't play for three hours. Okay. I would probably take it slow and build up the calluses and, and learn to work with it so that I could enjoy it long-term as opposed to saying, oh, by the way, you did take up the guitar. I did. I did. Are you Actually, still playing? I am. Okay. I figured yeah. you were, you yeah. never, yeah, there you go. So, but you started out small a little I bit did. here and there and over time you get better. And yeah. And, you, and I, I know enough about myself that I can, if I'm not good at something right away, I just have to tell myself, don't get frustrated. It'll be okay. And, and so that's part of the, of what, drives me is I care a lot about what people think, but at the end of the day, it's, it's what I think about myself that mm -hmm. really is what drives me. Yeah. You know, but I, I don't know if you knew this. I probably told you, I, I promoted myself to, to white belt two tips in guitar twice in my life. Say, I've demoted myself again. No, yeah. I've demoted. I'm a no, I'm a no belt again. Yeah, I, I look at it every now and then and think, okay. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I got to tell you, I, I played clarinet as a kid and uh, until the music teacher stopped coming to my house mysteriously one day, he didn't show up. I wondered what that meant. But so, <laughs> so when I took up guitar, I wasn't sure how it would go. And after a while, I was I was playing you know some songs that I used to listen to on the radio, and all of a sudden, hey, 
It doesn't sound too bad. Feels pretty good. Yeah. Well, I sometime I got to bust out that guitar because <laughs> I, I next time we have a staff event, I'm going to sign you up. There you, know, you, you can play. You can back up for for Dana. We have a, <laughs> a, a musician on staff that day. Okay. Well, um, so we habits. Okay. What about relationships? You know, one of the things that you you are really good at is uh. uh you know, first off, you understand the value of relationships and it's better to have friends than enemies. And that's organic. You're not being friendly with people because you know it's good for business. It's just who you are. But how are you able to have a, what advice would you give to someone that's going to, needs to have a hard talk with somebody uh, and wants it to go well? What are some steps? You know, I got to have a talk with a, a friend, an employee, uh, you know, a peer. And, you know, I got to, I got to tell them this, you know, this things aren't right. And, and you want it to go well. What are, what are some key things that have worked well for this? Yeah. So for me, um, if you go in angry or you go in with an edge, it just never seems to go as well as you want it to. So I think you go in if it's a friend, you go in with some love, you mm-hmm. go in and mm-hmm. with the intent of wanting to help them. And then you find a way you craft the words, you slowly get into the area that is going to maybe be awkward, but you let them know, I, I care about you. And the reason we're having this conversation is because I do, I yeah. do care. You know, what you just hit on so what's so important is that, you know, for me, it's always, okay, what's my desired outcome? Right. You know, it's like, right. all right, and you and I have talked about this a ton about, we've got a situation, what do we want to have happen? And right. what's it, sometimes you just want to, your, your, your first gut instinct is I'm going to let this guy know how I feel. I'm going to let this go to Galilee. It's going to feel good as you're saying, whatever you might saying, but later on you're going to go, oh, that wasn't very smart. So the other thing you said that I think is crucial is you got to have the right mindset. If, if you have a conversation with somebody and you are upset or angry with them, it's not going to go well. Nope. You know, it's just not gonna. So the, you know, the best time to have that conversation is when you're in rapport with that person, right. And they can feel that you, you know, respect and appreciate them. And then they're more likely to, to hear your words. Yeah. When you vent, it feels good for about five minutes afterwards. And then you realize that it didn't do anything to repair the relationship or to help the person get to the next level. Well, it's kind of like, you know, you're mad at somebody and apparently I don't know, you probably heard this, but after Abe Lincoln died or somewhere, you know, a few, 20, 30 years later, they found a, a drawer, an envelope full of letters to people in his, you know, in his cabinet and that, that were vicious and angry right. that he never sent. That he never sent. Yeah. Yeah. He, it was just his way of dealing with it. It's like, okay, if after two or three days, I want to send something different. And that's the challenge with, with email, you know, I mean, I haven't done it too many times, but there's been a couple of times where I pushed the send button maybe a little sooner than I could have. And, and rarely has that ever worked out it good. Never. Yeah. It's <laughs> never worked out for me. I, I think what's really interesting is as I've gotten older, relationships have become more precious because I've had this happen three times where I've, I've gone to find someone that I hadn't talked to in a while. And so I, I try and track them down only to find out they've already passed. Yeah, and, wow. and now all the things that I wanted to say, I can't say. And it, and it's, uh, so I, I try to, to stay in touch with people probably more than I ever have that thank them for the things that they've done for me and to let them know that I care about them. You know, it's such, you know, it, it seems so obvious, but you know, it's like Wednesday, uh, in a perfect world, I try I'd like to say every day, I don't every day, but several times a week, I will call an old friend yeah. just to have a conversation, really yes. you know, and, and I, I, there's a gentleman that, that, uh, his name was Steve Horry and, uh, Steve Horry was when I was a kid growing up in the martial arts school, he's about 10 years older than me. He was the tough guy at the school. He was like the alpha male in the group. And, uh, he was a good dude. He was kind of rough around the edges and, and, uh, came off as a bit of a, 
not a bully, but you know, he was just the first one to make fun of you. If you had, you know, spinach right. in your teeth, he was going to let you know. But at the end of the day, you know, he was, he was a really good dude. And, and, and I remember one time that the, 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 the karate school that I started at, we shared a front door with a beauty salon. So you came in the door and then you went to the right or the left, right? So by the way, when I smell a perm, I always think of martial arts. This is right down the street. Right? No, no, oh. this is actually an Arden way, you know, Arden oh, way. This okay. was, this was not the first school I started, although I was always, my schools always were next to beauty salons. I had three or That's four right. locations, yeah. okay. but this one, the first one, the Bruce Jutnick school. Okay. And so I remember one time being in the lobby, I was uh, uh, 13 or 14 years old. And it was a Saturday afternoon and guys are hanging out after a sparring class. And, and this, this lady, this old lady walks in and she's got a cane and she's going to get her, you know, she walks in the front door and uh, she's having a hard time getting the door open. And a couple of the guys start cracking jokes under their breath. Like, and Steve Horry looked over at him like, what the heck are you doing? How dare you? And then he gets over and he helps her to her seat and goes back and goes about his business. But it, it left such an impression on me because here's this guy that like, you know, he's a tough guy, but here he is just, and he did all kinds of little things. And he used to come by, actually, you've met him one time, you wouldn't remember, but he used to come by the school every few years and say hi. Well, I share this story with you because uh, he passed about two years ago and I never got a chance to thank him mm -hmm. for that. You know, yeah. like, like, you know, how big of a deal would it be say, Hey Steve, I'm gonna let you know, there's a couple of things you did right. when I was a kid that I've never forgotten that I've looked up to, yeah. you know? So you're, you're uh, stirring a memory I have of my high school years. There were some kids that were kind of, Oh, I guess they were the ones that everyone picked on. And, and I look back and I, I, I think probably everyone does this, but if, if they don't, I think it's a really good exercise is to, to not forget some of the things that maybe you could have done better so that you don't forget to have that humanity always at the ready and, and, and willing because uh, it, it will define you and people will look at you a certain way. But um, more importantly, it's just the, the way you feel about yourself as a result of doing the right thing always, you know, always helps. You know, I, I have two little thoughts on that. First off, a kid in, in junior high that was my on again, off again friend. We, you know, we sometimes we'd hang out, but I remember one time him getting harassed. Uh, not bullied, but four or five guys, you know, giving him a hard time. And, and he wasn't, he was kind of on the lower end of the pecking order. Mm -hmm. And I remember I joined in for a minute Yeah. and he looked over at me and he didn't say anything, but I could tell it was like, Dave, yeah. I thought you were my friend. And it like, it was like, I got stabbed in the gut, you uh -huh. know, and fast forward, like what I try to do when I'm at my better moments is I try to look for opportunities to notice, you know, and, and appreciate there. And, and I got to share a story. So I'm, uh, I'm at our friend, uh, Chance Burleson's at, at right. Romac, uh, in, in, uh, Dallas, uh, earlier this year. And I'm, I'm, it's lunchtime. And, uh, I, and you know how, you know, I'm the after I'm taking a nap after lunch religiously and there's nowhere to take a nap. So I actually literally climb under the table that's got the tablecloth on it. And it's a perfect place. I, we're looking at one right now, right? It's a perfect place for a nap and I have no shame in taking a nap anywhere. So it's lunchtime. And Oh, by the way, earlier that day, there was this boy, that's probably about 11 years old that was a part of this instructor college I was doing. And he was raising his hand and, mm. you know, and, and finally at one point I go, Steph, for a minute, how old are you? And he goes, you know, 11. And I go, I, I stopped the class. I go, Hey guys, here's this 11 year old playing full out. I think we do. We deserve to give him a round of applause. So everybody right. claps for him. Right. So the last of it, I don't remember that. So now I'm, I'm taking my nap under the table and I hear this kid talking on speakerphone with his mom. Hey, how you hey, Bobby, how are you doing? Oh, it's really good. Hey, mom, they clapped for me. Wow. 
And I, I, and she goes, well, what do you mean? Well, they clapped for me. I, I, I was, you know, and it was like, oh, it just warmed my heart that I'd forgotten that that, that happened, but that's right. something he'll remember. And, and it, when and we live on purpose, we can take those moments. I, I can do a way better job than I'm doing, you know, yeah. to, to kind of notice the good work of others. So this uh, happened just recently. We have a staff member, uh, Mariah, uh, Arasiga, and she's got this son named Xander, who's just amazing a rock star. Amazing. And I was so impressed with him the other day. I thought I, I got to write her a note. So I wrote her a note and just urged her to write a how to parenting book because whatever she's been doing is just, it's, it's phenomenal. And she so appreciated that I, and, and it, it, so I guess my point in that story is it took two seconds mm-hmm. to say that. And it, it, I, I think it made her day, but 100%. it's, but it's one of those things where, um, sometimes we neglect to follow through on some of those things, or we think if we're going to, uh, go see someone, Oh, I don't want to bother them. They're really busy. And you come to find out that they would have appreciated having you do that more than you could ever know. And so uh, I think just don't let those kinds of things, don't let that, that uh, thought, enter in your mind. Oh, they're too, they're too busy. No, they're probably not. So it's, it's, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, my, my father, uh, had a bunch of one-liners as you know, yeah. and we're actually putting them together, getting ready for his memorial. And so everybody's been writing in, there's this family thread of all the different one-liners right. that he had. And one of them was actually, you've, you know, you heard me say it, I got from my pop, I believe it was originally Socrates and it's be kind with whom you meet yeah. today. They are fighting a hard battle. And, and it's one thing to, uh, it just happen, have it happen every now and then, but it's another thing just to make a decision. You know what? I'm really going to try to do a better job of that. Right. You know, and there's so many different little things that you can do. Uh, I, I had an incident that happened where I was coming to work last week and within 30 seconds, I had two perspectives of bringing value, you know, and one of them was I'm, I'm turning onto the, uh, taking a, a right. Uh, and I come into the, the crosswalk and, and I, and, and there's a lot of traffic and I can't go for a minute. I look over and I see someone walking you know, the crosswalk and I realize that I'm in their way. Okay. And so I'm about to back up and he look, he look, waves at me and smiles and points that he'll go around me. Mm-hmm. So he goes around behind me. You know, by the way, I managed to get out before he crossed anyway, but the point was, is just took him a second. It took him two extra steps. And that way, you know, he wasn't, you could see how somebody else would go, oh, what are you doing in my crosswalk? Right. right? So literally 14 seconds later, I'm in the left-hand lane and I'm going to, I need to get to the right lane and the car next to me wasn't going to let me get in. I'm speeding up. They're speeding up. I'm slowing down. It's kind of out of principle. You should have done it sooner. You right. kind of get the right. feel. Right. And it's a reminder, which one am I? You yeah. know, which one am I? It's like, I don't want to be that guy that, that doesn't let people in. I want a guy that's going, you know, right. takes an extra second right. uh, and does the right thing. Right. And th- the thing that I always remember is that while I'm doing maybe the right thing, there are people that are watching me, especially my children, right? But is they're watching me and maybe I can set an example. It's mm-hmm. kind of what we talk about with leadership. Yeah. If, if I am staying in touch with people, if I am doing the right thing, letting people in, in traffic and, and not, you know, doing the kinds of dumb things that get people in trouble, maybe I can influence others in my world. Yeah, totally. You know, and, and it's something that like, like, I think uh, I know I can do better. I'm better now than I was 10 years ago. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I see some of the people on our team that's are so naturally thoughtful. And I think, I, why didn't I think of doing that? What, right. what a cool thing to do, right? You know, right. it's, it's like, uh, uh, so, and, and the thing about this is, is, you know, when you do something kind for someone else, 
Do they appreciate it? Heck yeah. Yeah. Does someone who sees it happening go, oh, yeah. that's why shows, you know, like Stream right. Home Makeover and all right. are such big hits. Like, oh, everybody gets to, when Simon Cowell says something nice about the singer, because oh, right? It makes everybody feel good. But you know what? You feel pretty good when you do something nice Absolutely. about it too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Another story, just a real quick story uh, that I wanted to also make sure that we tell our listeners that. I really believe you never know what you can do until you at least try. You got to try. And so I, as I was doing these marathons, I got into ultra marathons. Anything over 26 miles is an ultra. Well, there's this race that they do every year out here called the Western States 100. And so I wanted to, I wanted to get into that race. And so I trained really hard, but there's a lottery and I kept, I, I would go into the lottery and I wasn't getting selected. Well, finally one year I got selected. So I, I ran the race. I finished it. You know, I was really proud, but here, here, my, my point is I, there were plenty of people who probably doubted whether or not I could do it. That only fueled me uh, to do, to do yeah. it more. But, but I got done with that race and I thought there isn't a whole lot in life that I'm going to be challenged with that. I won't be able to handle if I could do that. I could do almost anything. Well, so that's the value of, of like these, like you'd mentioned that the 48 hour juice fast, I just did, which by the way is pretty easy. If you guys, if there's anybody on here that's done fast, you're rolling your eyes, like, come on, man, that's missing a couple of meals, you know, but it's enough. It's yeah. enough to where you're hungry and right. you have to go, okay, are you going to give into this or not? And I, I think so much of it is, is our ability to be able to know we're going to follow through with what we're going to say right. we're going to follow through with. And, and so if you don't have, that's why, you know, obstacles are a good thing. You know, it's like, if you, if you don't have a challenge, you ought to, you ought to get one just to see how you're going to step, you know, you're going to step up, you know, it, it's it, because then all of a sudden it gives you confidence going forward. Like yep. if you can run a hundred miles, which I've never done by the way, but I did do a marathon and I, and I jogged in my car afterwards. So that was more than 22.6, uh, 26.2. So technically I guess I've run an ultra yeah. marathon because yeah. Yeah, it was probably 26.3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it, it, you know, it's like, it, but the more often that we can, and, and you can take this to an extreme or not, mm -hmm. you know, but just decide you're going to do it. That's what I love about, I know you do cold showers at the end of your shower. That's what I love about cold water immersion, which, which I'll do after my sauna and I hate it, but who's the boss? Who's the boss? Who's the boss? You know, yeah. and it's kind of like, uh, you know, when you hear a kid saying, you're not the boss of me and we think I'm the boss of me. Well, if you give in to every little whim, you're really not the boss of you. You know, I don't, I don't want twos and I don't feel like it's the boss. And, and, uh, so I, I think start small and all of a sudden you're doing stuff that you didn't think you could do. You're on a hundred miles. Yep. And it all comes back to habits and, and starting at a reasonable level and building up and uh, enjoying it so that you can do it for a long, long time. It's nothing worse than trying to get a habit that you hate. <laughs> if you hate running, then if you, after times of trying to do it, you discover that it's just not for you, then find something that you can at least enjoy as you're doing it. You know, it's funny you say that because I used to have this habit of finishing any book I started. And what happened is I'd get 30 pages into a book and I hated the book, but if I didn't finish it. I was, I felt like right. I was a failure. And right. now I allow myself that right. it's like, if I'm not really into the book, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna worry about it. I'm not yeah. gonna, but I, I'll very early on make that decision. Cause once I decide, okay, you got to read this thing, then I'm usually pretty good about right. doing it. All right. The, the, uh, one more thing. And, and, and of course, uh, that I thought would be fun to talk about was, was kind of leadership and building a team. You know, that the, there's the phrase, it's the, the, the uh, the African proverb, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Right. And, and, you know, you built a lot of teams and we have a, an amazing team in our organization. So what would you give 
what advice would you give somebody that's that's trying to build a, a cohesive team that likes to work together? Well, my first piece of advice is to read the best business book I've ever read by Patrick Lencioni, The Ideal Team Player. It just does a great job of outlining what you should look for in staff and employees that you want to have on your team. So, so I think you need people that will embrace the vision, whatever it is that you have, and making sure that you know, if you have a small team and you do the wrong job in hiring, one person can really mm-hmm. impact the team. So what you want to try and do is is build that team as you grow it. They all have that same mindset that you've developed and you've got them so that as you go out to look for those people, you look for that mindset, you interview for it. We always put people in in situations, situational interviews where they have to have a problem, they have to solve it and talk through it with us. And that'll help us understand whether or not they're the right person for us so that we build that team of like-minded people. And, and after that, they police the, the group mm-hmm. themselves. If mm-hmm. someone comes into the group that doesn't embrace those ideals, they find out pretty quickly that they need to shape up. Yeah. So, you know, I, I mean, the bottom line is, is that it, it, it all starts with making sure you start with the right people. Right. You know, it's, it's like, it's kind of like if I'm going to buy, you know, if I've got and go to the sandwich shop and all the ingredients are great, but the, the cheese is moldy, I guess some cheese has mold in it. Right. But you get, you know, yeah. it's like the bread's moldy. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. Right. It's still got, you know, so it's kind of like the ingredients have to be there. And then, and then of course it's the, the, the deal is, is it like making sure that you Make sure they know their job description, that they're trained right. right. And then it's treating them right. Right. You know? Communication. But I do think it starts with us, the individual. We have to know what it is we're looking for. What do we believe in? What's our why? Why are we doing this? Before we start looking for people to help us build that why, we have to know what that is first. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, any any uh, closing bits of wisdom for uh, uh, anybody listening? Yeah. So I think that um, one of the benefits that I've had uh, in my life is is the ability to uh, be around great people. And so you're one of the people that I admire and I'm just, I've been blessed to be here for 16 years and it's taught me so much. So just when you think you you know it all and you, you have nothing left to learn. There's uh, I'm proof that for 16 years, I've learned every day uh, about life and martial arts and business and how to treat people. And so uh, thank you for having oh, me man. on your no, podcast. No. So, yeah, of course it's, it. it's always, it's, it's an honor, you know, and I would just remind everybody, man, you know, it's, it's uh, the grass is greener where you water it. And a lot of times we look at, we look on with envy at other people's situations. And, you know, there's a difference between having uh, someone whose life you envy versus someone's life you admire. Right. If you think of someone in your life you envy, it's, it's maybe some wealthy, uh, and a person that, 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 uh, you know, inherited a hundred million bucks and spends their, their life in the South Pacific, you know, just did just uh, drinking margaritas all day. And maybe you'd envy that. I don't, that doesn't really, you know, but, uh, and, and then there's a life you admire someone you, and pretty much anybody that you admire, why do you admire them? Because they had adversity that they overcame. That's exactly. really what it amounts to. You know what I'm saying? So, so, uh, it's kind of like, uh, what, what do we got to do is, is, is the old proper Bluemore planet. It's like, all right, wherever you're at in your life, whatever you got going on, forget about what everybody else is doing. You know, like, Oh wow. Look at, forget it. Take, take a breath. And what can I do today to, you yep. know, to have the most impact and, 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 
uh, easy to say, hard to do, but worthy of the challenge. Yeah. And yep. something that's worth doing. Uh, we just continue to do it and we never give up. Yes. Yep. 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 Just keep getting up. You know, in, in baseball, there's three strikes and you're out. And your bottom line is we just can keep swinging and swinging and swinging. Yep. yep. All right, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. Sure. All Thank right. you. I appreciate you having me on. Take care.